Blog Talk Radio. Rudolph Roman of the Roman Show, Lex McMahon, COO of Titan FC, joins us today. This plus much more on this episode of April 26, 2016, which starts right now. Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. ready. Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in the face. Booster, go. Retro, go. Vital, go fly. Guidance, Surgeon, go blind. Come. Go blind. GNC, we're going. Tell me, go. FAO, we are go. Network, go. Covering, go. Capcom, we're go fly. Launch control, this is Houston. We are going to launch. The Roman Show. With your host, Rodolfo Roman. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of The Roman Show. I am your host, Rodolfo Roman, and my sidekick here, the dashing one, George Alonzo. Sidekick? If there's anything I am, is the ratings guy on this show, and get it right. My name is Dashing George Alonzo, voted number one face in Block Talk Radio by all the women of Block Talk Radio. And of course, I'm here with my not so dashing, but at least beautiful assistant, Giselle. So, Giselle, uh, give me a drink, please. <laughs> and, 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 and honestly, to really uh, tell you what's going on, she's on the phone. <laughs> Doing absolutely nothing. Either way, here, this is the Roman Show. Uh, I wonder how many episodes we are on, George. You've had several episodes, but I can tell you this we lose count, and this is. April 20, uh, 26, 2016, that we're recording this thing. And today, as you heard uh, at the opening of the show, we are going to welcome Lex McMahon, the COO of Titan FC. They're going to have an event at Mikusuki on April 30th, and that fight card will be on UFC Fight Pass. You're going to see familiar faces from, uh, well, they were former UFC fighters like Yosdeni Cedeno uh, and uh, others, like Steve Carl, who was part of the Ultimate Fighter. But George... I understand you're a person who works out a lot. Yeah. You're a very active person. Sometimes you get your bumps and your bruises. Yeah, all the time. Well, I got one thing for you that's going to cure all that pain, and that is Athlon Rub, an all-natural sport rub. Brings a martial arts time-tested tie oil to all serious athletes. It's made in the good old U.S. of A. from an FDA and GMP certified facility. Athletes will now have a trusted source and steady supply for Thai oil to aid in their warm-up training and recovery. Warm better, train harder, recover faster. That's Athlon Rub. Check them out, AthlonRub.com. In fact, I just gave them to my girlfriend who got little bumps and bruises. And I, it's the reason why I'm able to go back to the gym every day, just because it covers up all my pain. Oh, yeah, stag. Great shape. But uh, also, uh, Mr. Roman, let's not... For- no, of course, one hour, even more. But but here's the thing. Uh, we also have a brand new sponsor that I got you. It, it's spectacular. It, it's probably going to be a blockbuster film when it comes out. It's going to give competition to to... Yep, even competition to Captain America Civil War. Watch out because Keanu Gangster Cat is coming to theaters near you. Go watch it. I don't know when, but go watch it. Keanu Gangster Cat promoting the Roman show this afternoon here 
and uh, you know <laughs> we've talked a lot. Let's go straight to uh, MMA showdown. Ladies and gentlemen, listeners all around the world, welcome to the showdown. All right, George. A lot have been going on on. It all really started on social media. Conor McGregor, a good old friend, the lightweight, the featherweight champion of the UFC, sent out a tweet last week. Said, "I am no longer a part of uh, UFC 200, and I am retiring." And then that unleashed a whole bunch of conversations. It really, in all honesty, took the spotlight away from the UFC 197 pay-per-view. Featuring the debut of John Jones. Now, as of right now, Conor McGregor will not be part of the UFC 200, even though he went on Twitter and he said he was. Dana White, the UFC president, has come out and said, no, that is not the case. He will fight, but it's not going to be a UFC 200. It could be a UFC 201, 202, 203. But it seems to me, George, that all this back and forth on social media and press conferences, which, by the way, the reason why the UFC decided to not have him on this card is because the UFC wanted him at a press conference last week. Conor McGregor said, no, I'm not going to go. I need to focus on my training. But the UFC was going, willing to go out on a limb and bring him his equipment, his staff, on a private jet, from sources said, what, what sources say. But that didn't even rub Conor McGregor the, wrong, the right way. So he stayed in Iceland. He's training over there right now for his next fight, whatever that may be. And Nate Diaz is no longer a part of the UFC 200 fight card. Uh, he has gone out on Twitter and said he is now on vacation, quote-unquote. But, George, it just goes to show you how much power Conor McGregor, how much of a following he has. Yeah, it, it, yeah. basically, he's probably one of the biggest uh, you know, names to ever come through UFC today. But here's the thing, Mr. Roman. Yeah, like how you were saying, the UFC was going to bend and, and do all these things for him. But think about it. Like, you have to understand from Conor McGregor's point of view, he was training to give us, the fans, us, the paying fans, notice the key word there, paying fans, a better fight. Because who knows what would have came out of that training. You know, it could have been a fight that would have gone all, you know, three rounds. You know, not end in a KO or end in a, in a submission. Maybe it would have been ending in a decision. The point is, is that we possibly could have gotten a bigger and better fight. And, and he got punished for that. There was many, many ways UFC could have covered that up. You know, there's many ways also UFC could have promoted UFC 200. You know, they're not the only fight on the entire card, Dana. There's other people. It's kind of like, I know we're not talking about pro wrestling right now, but it's like the Vince McMahon saga. Hey, he only focused so much on certain people. But when all those people went gone with injuries, what did he? What happened? WrestleMania, you know, didn't turn out as good as it was, did it? So that's why I'm saying. It's like, hey, focus away from just your same people. You have the opportunity. Focus on Nate. Focus on the undercard. You know, there are many ways to promote UFC 200 besides just Conor McGregor. So you have to understand from him. Now, the, the thing he's saying is, yeah, I need to focus on my training. I need to focus on myself. I didn't have a good uh, uh, fight last time against Diaz. That makes sense. And, and it really, 
it seems like he's trying to change the game because when you are part of a UFC or belt or whatever, you have obligations to meet, which is such as promotions. And according to the UFC, they have spent $10 million to do this press conference and so forth. But Conor Greg said, like, that's all good and great, but I need to focus on myself to give you a good fight. So he's trying to set the standard. He's trying to change the game and saying, listen, if I as a fighter want to give you a good fight, like you said, I need to focus on Exactly, exactly. But but here's the thing. The, the UFC and Dana was only thinking, hey, we spent 10 grand on this, uh, on this big conference. Okay, did you even talk to Conor before you spent that 10,000? You know, did, was there any communication before that money was thrown down like that? You know, it, because I could guarantee you right now, and this is just me as a person. If there was no communication before those ten thousand went down, then that's on on UFC. Well, I mean, we we really don't know what the true story is. It's been back and forth. It's been saying that you that Dana White had nothing to do with it. It was more Lorenzo Fertitta who said, "Hey, screw him, take him out of the fight card." At the end of the day, we don't know. But we what we do know is, according to Dana White, Conor McGregor will not be a part of UFC 200. That we do know a hundred percent. Unless otherwise, even though Conor McGregor has said that, look, I will be a part of it somehow. But we're going to have to wait just a little bit to see Conor in action. But I will tell you this, George. It took a lot, a spotlight away, the spotlight away from John Jones, who made his return at UFC 197 against Ovan St. Preux. Now, in this fight, John Jones, he returned. He had not been in action for over a year. He looked physically great. However, when it came to his fighting it was not the same John Jones. Now, you have some people are already going on social media saying he's, lost, he's not the same. If he were to take on Daniel Cormier, he would lose. Yet, we can't judge the man by just one fight. He just came back. But not only was he away from the cage, but also you have to take into consideration all these other things that he has battled personally with the law, with the whole accident that he had. He's had a lot of turmoil personally. We don't know how much that has impacted him or impacted him going into this fight. But I will tell you this. He looks strong as hell. And he dominated Ovan Simpri. I mean, he, he made him look like, like, like a baby, you know. Like he just welcomed him into the octagon for the first time. Like a, a, a school children, a, a school children uh, uh, bullying someone in, in the playpen. He, he really made it look easy. He dominated him for five rounds and kudos to Ovin St. Preux to, for taking this fight because that fight did not almost happen since DC uh, wasn't able to compete now there are talks that because McGregor and Nate Diaz won't headline UFC 200 John Jones might headline UFC 200 with DC on that fight card for the light heavyweight title on the line to unify it but we don't know yet but I can tell you this John Jones although many people are skeptical about his performance, even himself, he's his worst critic. He said, listen, I apologize. There will be a better John Jones. He got emotional. And I think, th I think we will. And I think pound for pound, he is, if not the pound for pound best fighter in mixed martial arts today. You'll have to compete with uh, someone like uh, Conor McGregor for that kind of uh, title. But, but do you really feel like uh, John Jones and Cormier could live up to the standards of a UFC 200 main event? No, but the, the, the talking, yes. You know, these, 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 these guys, 
as of right now, from what it seems, they don't like each other. And you can't compare the verbal beatdown that Connor and Nate gave each other because they're just trying to sell a show. But DC and John Jones, they really don't like each other. It was obvious when you saw John Jones flip the bird to Cormier that was in the crowd after the fight. So it's more than obvious, yeah. But, but I see where you're going at with this. You know, they might not like each other personally as two people. You know, outside the octagon, but that's just going to fuel their fight inside the octagon if they were to main event UFC 200. I, I see where you're going at with this. And DC has said that if that is the way that John Jones is going to fight, then there's no way in hell he can beat me. I beg to differ. I'm pretty sure we will see a different John Jones. I'm sure he'll, he'll fix himself up, get himself into shape mentally. He's already done it physically, but mentally. And we'll see a different fighter come UFC 200 or whatever pay per view. Both of these guys meet. There's also been talks that uh, John Jones and DC will go at it in New York when the UFC finally debuts in New York, whether that's Yankee Stadium or Madison Square Garden. We don't know yet, but that's another possibility of a venue between John Jones and DC. But back to Conor McGregor. It's just really sad that all this, this, this talk about Conor McGregor has taken away all of the spotlight from the UFC 197, from UFC 198, which is, is a spectacular fight card. You got Verdun versus Mjolciak. You got the debut of Cyborg. You got Anderson Silva fighting there. You got so many people, Brazilians, that are just amazing fighters. You got Shogun in there. And this Conor McGregor thing has taken away all of the, the fuel from it, which is it's actually pretty good because... Shoot, it, it makes you want to see UFC 200, and it's not even here yet. It's, it's not till July. That is correct. Uh, kind of like a uh, uh, promote a promotion early or some. Uh, I forgot what the terminology is for, but they they're promoting it early to get the. There you go to get the hype. Uh, the hype on early, kind of like a movie, you know. But it, it, it's I, I like what they're doing, but I I think a fight card like UFC 198 can stand on its own without promotion because come on. All those fights, all those um, things that are happening on that card, do you really need to promote it heavily? Mm, yeah, that, that's going to be a great fight. UFC 197 is going to be awesome with uh, Verdum in there and other Brazilians, top Brazilians that are going to be there. You do, you do not want to miss Anderson Silva and Uriah Hall. Many thought that Uriah Hall, it was the future Anderson Silva. So definitely good stuff coming out of the UFC. That pay-per-view will be in May. Also, I want to remind everyone that House of Fame will also be in town on May 7th. May 7th, a Saturday. May 7th is a Saturday. That's House of Fame will be taking place on Mardi Gras Casino. And on that, right before House of Fame, that's going to feature pro MMA fights, you will have some great amateur mixed martial arts action at the Mardi Gras Casino. And you know what's going to happen that day, George? Well, Real Cage Fighting, again, that is May 7th. May 7th, Saturday, the Mardi Gras Casino, starting at 4 p.m. Yours truly will be ring announcing or cage announcing at the Real Cage Fighting event right before House of Fame. So come out. You got a, a match there. Former Miami Dolphin Dion Anderson versus Romeo Dizo, Abel Valdez are going to be part of that. That's going to be for a title. That is real cage fighting. May 7th at the Mardi Gras Casino. Yours truly will be promote will promote. We'll be announcing. Make sure you visit 
rendiers.com that's r-e-n-d-i-r-s-e.com tickets just start at 25 bucks you're gonna get a lot of fights there amateur fighting amateur mma fighting on may 7th and then followed by the house of fame which is a uh, pro fighting and next week we're gonna have chino duran who will be part of that fight card here on the program but george before we kick it off to our first guest on the roman show i want to also accordingly invite people to head on over to Fort Rock this weekend. The Roman Show will be out there checking out the great, the great lineup. We got Five Finger Death Punch. You got Lamb of God, Seven Dust. You like Seven Dust? Yeah, I like Seven Dust. They're, they're oh yeah, freaking legends, actually. And Avatar, uh, which is a great band coming up right now. They already have two albums, actually, but they're making their way through the scenes. Ghost BC, Disturbed, Shine Down, Bring Me the Horizon. I'm so excited to see those guys. 6 a.m., Bullet for My Valentine, Trivium, and so much more. That's Fort Rock at the Jet Blue Park. That's where the Boston Red Sox do their spring training. But it will be home to Fort Rock. This time, it will be the first time, George, that is Saturday and Sunday. It just used to be one day Saturday. Now they kicked it up a notch, and it's Saturday and Sunday, April 30th and May 1st. Bring your water, hydrate, and get ready to kick some ass in the pit. Well, at least you, because I can't hurt this pretty face. We'll be back with more on the Roman Show. CEO Alexa McMahon of Titan FC joins us. Monster Energy Fort Rock returns to JetBlue Park in Fort Myers, Florida. Oh. <laughs> April 30th and May 1st with Rob Zombie. Yeah. Disturbed. Shine Down. Fighting Death Punch. Three doors down. Bring you the horizon and day to remember and more. Tickets and VIP packages are on sale now. For four, head to FordRockFestival.com. Fueled by Monster Energy Drake. All right, folks, everyone, make sure to get your tickets right now. April 30th, Titan FC comes to South Florida at the Mikosuke Gaming Inn Resort. You're going to have a fun-filled, action-packed fight card. And on the line, we have CEO of Titan FC, Leo Lex McMahon. Lex, thanks so much for taking your time and uh, speaking to us here. Hey, man, my pleasure. Uh, always great, great to be able to come on and uh, you know tell what's going on on our side. Well, first and foremost, Lex, I want to thank you uh, for representing our country and, and uh, serving us and protecting our freedoms and rights. I understand you were out in the Middle East and you took some of the fighters out there. Yeah, I did. It was really a phenomenal experience. Uh, I took four of our fighters, uh, Pat Healy, Jose Shorty Torres, uh, Jason Witt, and Ricky Simone. And we all went out and spent 12 days uh, in, in Kuwait. We were supposed to go to Kuwait and Iraq. And during the uh, time that I was there, uh, the base, first base we were supposed to go to, uh, a Marine was killed and eight were wounded. Uh, and then there was another attack on another base the next day. And then the Brussels bombings occurred. So they just kept us in Kuwait. But we worked with all the all the uh, all the troops at the various bases in Kuwait, and it was really a phenomenal experience. So some of the fighters got to train a little bit with the with the troops. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so the, what we did was we we went out with about six thousand pounds of gear to give away wow. um, that was donated from all of our sponsors, which was amazing. And so we gave out gear, we set up training areas, and then. Uh, those guys, they would do like a seminar and then they would do live roles with everybody. And, uh, you know, the, the, there were some, some really 
pretty talented uh, soldiers that were, you know, well-versed in BJJ or at least, you know, wrestling and had a strong base. So, uh, you know, we had some fun out there doing those roles. That's a good stuff. And, again, thank you for serving your country as well. Uh, Lex, I want to talk to you, obviously, about Titan FC. Uh, Titan FC has been around for some time now, but it's under new management. Can you tell me how you guys got involved with, with purchasing of, of Titan FC? How it all got started? Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. So I, I've been partners uh, with uh, my friend Jeff Aronson uh, for about seven years. Uh, and we started out, we uh, started a management company. And we did that for about five years. And uh, at that point, Jeff decided he wanted to uh, acquire the league. He had, uh, he saw there was an opportunity for us. Uh, and he asked me to come on and uh, run it for him. And so that's how we ended up doing it. I think it was part of his vision from the beginning seven years ago that ultimately, you know, he'd own a league and we'd be, you know, having some fun running it, bringing some great fights. And now the best thing about it is you've teamed up with the UFC Fight Pass so people can see it all over the uh, the world, essentially. Yeah, it's amazing. UFC Fight Pass is seen in uh, over 150 uh, nations. So it's it's truly global. And, you know, we've got a great partnership with the UFC. Uh, they take real good care of us, and, and they give us a great platform to showcase our fighters. Now, I know 10 NFC has been your number 38 that's going to be here in uh, South Florida, but can folks see the... The, uh, the the past, previous Titan FC shows on UFC Fight Pass? Yeah, you, they, they have an archive uh, of fights. So since we acquired um, Titan, which was two years ago, all of those fights are already up on UFC Fight Pass, and, and you can just go to uh, you know Titan FC and then look in the, the library uh, or the archive, and that's where all the previous fights will be. So... You bring Titan FC to South Florida. Why South Florida? I know the, Titan, the, the original one, the Titan FC, was uh, north of Florida, of course. But you're bringing it to South Florida. How many shows are we going to have in Florida? Is this, Or is this just the first stop for now? Well, we actually were in um, Tampa uh, last Halloween. Mm-hmm. And so that was our first venture into uh, Florida. Um, but our company is based here. And, you know, there's so much amazing talent. Uh, you know, we've got some of the top uh, fight teams in the world based in South Florida with Black Zillions and American Top Team. Lots of great gyms, MMA Masters and some of the, you know, on some of the other folks. So there's just a tremendous amount of talent. And, you know, listen, I got a five and a seven-year-old. I'm tired of being gone every every week. I like to be at home a little bit more. So this is a great way for us to, you know, kind of consolidate and uh, put on great shows down here. Spent a little bit more time with my family. So, how many shows are we going to have in Florida then this year? And is it got, are they all going to be in Mikosuke? No. So they're going to be. Uh, well, first part of the question, we're going to have six shows uh, that will start on April 30th, and then the last show will be December 2nd. Uh, this first show is at the Mikosuke, uh, and then after that, we will be at the Bank United for, uh, I believe, most of the shows through the rest of the year. Good stuff, and that's obviously a, a, a venue notorious for hosting many MMA fights. Now, the talent... Yeah, they've had uh-huh. great ones back in the day, man. Yeah, 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 but, but way back. I mean, the CFA's had there, and other companies have had their shows there. Uh, now, looking at the fight card, we've seen some familiar faces, of course, some new faces, too, like Torres, but 
So Daniel is a guy that has been in the UFC. Uh, it's a long list. So the talent here at Titan FC. So we got some folks that we're familiar with and some of the new guys, some guys that we have not heard. That's what you're looking for as far as talent-wise. One more time on the question, buddy. I, I mean, I, I heard you mention yeah, we some have of the fighters some, we have, but I didn't hear the rest. Yeah, we have some familiar faces, some guys that were in the UFC, and then we have some new yep. faces like Torres that are coming in uh, part of the fight card. But is, is, is this something, some of the talent that you guys are looking for, some of the former UFC guys or Bellator guys? I mean, what is it exactly? Well, you know, I mean, listen, we have a, we have a, a mix. You know, we, we like to be a platform. Uh, for the more experienced fighters that, you know, have a, a real strong, you know, brand and, and they've, uh, you know, been, been around for a while. Um, so we want those guys, but we also want the young up-and-comers that are the future. And so, you know, we, we scout out every gym, every uh, place we could possibly go to find new talent we're, look, we're looking for. Absolutely. Now, which, which fight are you uh, looking forward to most? Uh, on this coming fight card on the the 30th of April. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. What fight are you looking to uh, forward? To, which one do you think is going to deliver the most fireworks out of this fight card on April 30th? You, you know, I mean, listen, I'm excited about Bilal, uh, Muhammad and Steve Carr. I think that's a great fight. Um, you know, I, I think Jose Shorty Port Torres, I, I know him real well and what he's uh, capable of. And uh, I, I'm pretty excited to see him fight as well. Um, you know, Kyle Rocha is fighting. Uh, we've got Andrew Whitney fighting, super explosive. So this, those would be some of the top guys we'd like to see. Gotcha. And one last question here. I understand that the Mikasuki, obviously, they're an Indian resort. And uh, they tend to use their own commission. But are you, are you using their commission or using the, the Florida State Commission, uh, the Florida State Boxing Commission? To regulate it? We're, we are uh, using an independent commission, and uh, but I've spoken with the uh, Florida Athletic Commission, and uh, you know, we're, we're ready to have a good show and, and have a good job done. So in other words, it goes into the record, because I know some of the fighters are always concerned about that at the fight. Oh yeah, no, 100% it goes into the records. That's good. And where can people find the, the tickets on the, on obviously on the Titan FC website? Uh, yeah, well actually you go to Cage Ticks dot com that's c-a-g-e back uh t-i-x then uh back dot com then backslash type wonderful there you go you can purchase it there and uh again it's at mukisuki april 30th great fight card do not miss it great action and if you're not in south florida then you can watch it on the ufc fight pass lex thank you thank you so very much for joining us here and i look forward to catching all of the action and a lot more mma from you guys here in south florida which is uh rightfully needed all right. Well, listen, thanks so much for having me on. Appreciate it. And we'll definitely catch up soon. Will do. Thank you, Lex. Marlins fans, you don't have to wait for the 2017 All-Star Game at Marlins Park to catch All-Star Fever. Awesome. This year. Every Saturday is an All-Star Saturday. I like it. Every Saturday home game will feature a bobblehead giveaway of your favorite Marlins All-Stars in franchise history. Charles Johnson. Jeff Conine. Mike Lowell. Al Leiter. Dontrell Willis. And many more. I do love those guys. Go to Marlins.com today and secure your tickets for All-Star Saturday. Bobbleheads will be available while supplies last. And now, it's time to give you a reality check. 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 Reality check
We're back on the air. Yeah, we're back on the air. As you glorify yourself, because no one is really doing it for you, we're back on the air. Oh no, get, let's get something straight here. My assistant puts on my makeup and makes sure that I'm prepared, uh, prepared for every occasion come Roman show. Thank God this is audio because if you were on HDTV, man, man, the HDTV was shine. <laughs> George, I will tell you one thing that's shining, and that's Carl Anderson and Doc Goddard who debuted on Monday Night Raw for the first time ever, although they made their run in recently, but now they actually wrestled against the Usos. What were your thoughts, man? Did they use him correctly? I thought that they built him up perfectly. You know, we, uh, you and I, we had our, you know, oh my God, they're, they're going to, you know, not do so well because at the very beginning you saw Anderson take abuse from the Usos. But then throughout the entire match that lasted, what, five, ten minutes, they were dominating. And even right after the match ended, they dominated again. So they made themselves look perfect. Now, I know you and I did a lot of research when it came to social media, and a lot of people weren't fans of how they looked. Personally, me, I thought they looked amazing. It's very similar to what they looked like in Japan. Uh, the only thing different was, of course, the uh, the logo. So I have to say this was a perfect, perfect debut. And on top of that, a perfect buildup of what's to come this coming Sunday at Payback. Uh, it's going to be definitely exciting watching these guys uh, make their way even more in the WWE. And what role they're going to play at Payback. Will they help uh, um, AJ Styles win the title? Will they interfere? Will Finn Balor uh, make a debut in Payback? And I was reading something about that. You know, not too many, not too much attention has gone into this this uh, pay-per-view because WrestleMania just happened. And we see his new faces. But you know what? There's a lot of things that could happen at Payback that could change the panorama of the WWE. It, it's kind of like it's that sleeper pay-per-view. You know, a lot of people are not giving Payback as much credit as it should. But when you really look at the card, you have a lot of young stars, like you're saying. But at the same time, you have a very a lot of high-profile matches. Uh, like, for example, Dean Ambrose versus Chris Jericho. You know, great, great, you know, build-up. Great, two great people that work on the mic. Uh, you know, Dean Ambrose can literally absorb any kind of match you want to throw at him, while Chris Jericho is, quite frankly, the best at what he does. And then you'll also have Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens. Another very high-profile match. Personally, I feel like that's going to be the show-stealer of the entire show. Uh, you know, and, and and the list goes on and on and on and on. But basically, not to say that, uh, to take anything from the main event, but basically a lot of people are going to be tuning into the main event just to see what's going to happen between, you know, Anderson and Gallows and AJ or even, you know, Roman Reigns. Time will tell. Time will see what where it takes us. Personally, me, like I've been telling you for the last couple of days, I feel like Roman Reigns is going to turn on his own cousins and join up with the Bullet Club, and uh, I don't know from there. I, we might see a, like a complete reversal when it comes to that feud. I hope not because I, I really hope that we get this um, Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows and maybe AJ Styles or Finn Balor and get that real Bullet Club that took over New Japan Pro Wrestling. I, ho I hope that, that that's what's going to happen. I, I really do. But then again, that's why I think many people should show up and see 
payback and see what's going to happen because a lot of stories could definitely come out of this pay-per-view. Switching gears, Davey Boy Smith went on the record and said he's contemplating MMA fighting in Japan. He has a title, a tag team title in, uh, in Noah. But he said, hey, I, I wouldn't really take that off my, my list. He says it's just a matter of time. I always keep up with training. All I need is the right comp- opportunity and the right fight, the right situation. I've talked to some companies in Japan, and like I said, I never stop training. I just ha- it just has to be the right situation, and I would have to have enough time. My first thing is this. I didn't even know Davey Boy Richards uh, trained in mixed martial arts. Uh, me neither. Uh, personally, you have a family that that's always been into pro wrestling, you know, dating back all the way to the WWE with, you know, the original Davey Boy Smith. So this is news to me. Just the fact that he even wants to participate in an MMA sport in Japan. I believe the MMA sports are strike over there in Japan or something like that. No, I mean, it depends on the promotion. Sometimes they let you do, for example, um, soccer kicks, which is not allowed here in the States. But right now, one of the big promotions is Risen. And uh, they air, they have a partnership. with. Wasn't there, a, wasn't there another company named Strike? No, uh, they had um, Pride. Oh, Pride, there you go. That's the one I was looking for. Uh, is well, oh, prize no, okay. So uh, personally, yeah, I, I'm kind of surprised. Now, mind you, here's the funny part: a lot of pro wrestlers over there that are currently on the New Japan roster or the Noah roster are actual MMA fighters as well. A lot of them actually have MMA backgrounds. So just adding the fact that Davy Boy Smith Jr. Uh, is working at Japan, I'm kind of, I'm surprised at the guy being uh, saying that he knows MMA. I'm not surprised that he's taking the route because it's happened before. Well, Shinsuke Nakamura had an opportunity with MMA. He 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 fought a couple of times. Well, there was a, a couple of other guys too who who've entered the MMA ring because over there they don't have an octagon. Mm-hmm. They actually have a ring. Uh so there's a couple of other guys I can't pronounce their name, but it was a very tall guy, blonde hair. He was also there. Uh, Del Rio resident. Uh, yeah, Del Rio. And then you also have a guy who was an actor. Uh, uh, Bob Sapp was also I- in, in MMA over there. He also took part of uh, New Japan. Uh, I forgot what this guy's name was, the one with the mustache. He's also an actor. You, you know him. Uh, you interviewed him once. Uh, Severn? Uh, no. Uh, Abbott? No. Uh, you defeating you now. Yeah, you probably find out after we get off the air. But is a guy with mustache, tall guy. He he plays in a couple Godzilla films. But ah, what's his name? You're gonna confuse me now. Uh, but Dan yeah. Hardy. No, not Dan Hardy. Uh, well, eventually you'll find it, and we'll we'll talk about it next week. Don Fry. Don Fry. There you go. He he he's also done MMA and pro wrestling. So it, I, again, I'm not surprised by any of this. Josh Barnett. Josh Barnett. Yep. So it, it's it's in the it's in the playbook. So it doesn't surprise me. Well, turning gear, uh, switching gears, on the final note, China passed away last week. It came as a surprise in her mid-40s. This lady did so much for the world of professional wrestling, winning the Intercontinental title, the first woman to do so, the only woman to do so, the also the only woman to enter the Royal Rumble, George. Well, first woman, yes. Not only no... Because uh, there's also been Karma, who's been in the Royal Rumble. She actually was in the 40-man uh, Royal Rumble, uh, eliminating Michael Cole. But going back to China, uh, China, to me, was 
one of the pioneers of what we see today. She actually gave women a fighting chance to be in the in the world of professional wrestling because and at least feel, you know, equal to the men because she would go in there and powerbomb other men. She would go in there and wrestle with other men. She was the, actually the first ever woman to hold the Intercontinental Championship. And on top of that, from what I understand, from what I heard, she was scheduled to win the WWE World Heavyweight title, but what stopped her was her posing for Playboy. So that just comes to show you the, you know, the resume a woman like China had for the E and what she did to pave the way for other women to feel just as equal. So it's a very, very sad story that, you know, China passed away and, and sadly through a lot of things that was not going her way, you know, uh, from what I just read, she, uh, apparently alcohol was now also involved. So it, it, it's a very, very sad story. But, you know, what can we do? It, it happened. There's no way to turn back time. But I do want to send my condolences out to her friends and family and, and just say, hey, if you're listening, thank you. Thank you for everything you did while I was a child uh, for entertainment. And at the same time, there was a documentary being filmed, and it will be released, which kind of tells the, the story leading up to her final days on Earth where she was battling uh, apparently some sort of uh, you know, depression sadness and one of the prime keys to that depression was her failed or failed relationship with the WWE she really wanted to go to Dallas and meet her old friends she also wanted to go and possibly get inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame which she rightfully so deserves to be you don't have to be you have to be an idiot not to not to want her there and no offense to those who do not let her in but this woman deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. I don't care if she did porn or not, whatever the hell it is, but you need to judge her for what she did in the Here's the sad part. Here's the, what I find depressing about that. That a person like this, yes, she went down a path that was not, you know, clearly the right one. And WWE's excuse is the fact that they don't want little kids Googling her just in case they find pictures of her doing these things. I understand that. But if you look up a name like Roman Reigns, you find mugshots. And what is he right now? He's the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. So doesn't that make you a hypocrite? Very sad. Hopefully, though, we do get to see the late China in the WWE Hall of Fame, perhaps next year in Orlando, here at WrestleMania 33. With that being said, thanks so very much for tuning in on this program. We will catch you next week. Chino Duran joins us, and we'll catch you at Fort Rock this weekend. Hey, Giselle, where's my massage? Come on, start rubbing. Because she's looking at me because she knows how dashing I am. Yeah, continue with your closing. I'll take care of this. You just not thought that she was looking at your face because you're looking Continue where you're closing. I'll take care of this. We'll catch you next week. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at RomanDH. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Make sure you uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash roman 201 and visit our website, theromanshow.com, and like us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash romanshowmedia. We'll catch you next week right here on The Roman Show.